Hello and welcome to Opinions and, and Beer. We're your hosts, Eamon. Eamon, hey. Adam. And we also got Wine In with Ed Ray. In fact, today's episode, we are going to let... This is going to be... We're just going to start out with Ed Ray. I think Ed Ray's going to love this topic today because it's probably his favorite topic of this particular topic. It's his favorite chance to t- it's his favorite chance to talk about a certain topic that he can talk about this topic uh, entertainment wise it's his favorite entertainment topic it's his it's Ed Ray's favorite entertainment topic we've we've got a bracket for you coming up soon and we love having Ed Ray on this bracket because he shares a good perceptive of uh, his opinion of what's better than what but first to give us to give you his opinion on some wine and shit <laughs> I'm trying to say whining. I'm whining. We have whining with Ed Ray, where Ed Ray reviews a wine. We're gonna let him open up today's episode. So please give it up for whining with Ed Ray. All right, welcome everyone to whining it with Ed Ray, and today we're gonna yeah. be reviewing sideshow wine from Australia. This is number two, the puppet master kind of wine here. And uh, let's go ahead and yeah. open this bottle here. <laughs> See the nice flavor here. It's going to be a good combination. This is a combination of Shiraz and Cabernet Sauvignon. 55% Shiraz, and I'll tell you what Shiraz is as I uh, read this description. What is Shiraz? Well, Shiraz is a combination of blackberry plum and a hint of dark chocolate and licorice aromas. Oh. In a, yeah, so so that is a multi uh, multivariant wine right there. And Cabernet Sauvignon okay. is a very strong wine from, I think, dark red grapes yes, that are usually. It's a, it's a heavy, heavy slash dark red, correct? Yes, yeah, and okay. let's go ahead and read this description. The Puppet Master is a playful blend of Shiraz and Cabernet Sauvignon from southeastern Australia. Blackberry plum and a hint of dark chocolate and licorice aroma set the stage for ripe raspberry and strawberry notes that linger on the palate. Sweet tannins give this irrepressible wine a soft but satisfying structure. And this is from Australia and 13.5% alcohol by volume. So I'm going to go ahead and take a sniff of this. What do you think, um, what do you think the process is exporting a, uh, a wine all the way from Australia to America? I think what they do is ferment the wine and then they put it in some sort of a glass container or something. And then ship it all the way to California. So it's basically imported in California. Okay. All right, so now I'll go ahead and take a sip of this. It looks, from from here I can tell that it's a very, very deep red. Yeah, and the deeper the red the wine is, the stronger the antioxidants. And yeah. that's one of the things about Cabernet Sauvignon. It is a very strong wine compared to your typical red grape wine. And I'm going to say right now, this has a very sweet taste. Not as good as, <laughs> not as good as Carlo Rossi wine, but <laughs> it comes very close. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and give this an 8 out of 10. Wow, yeah, 10. A, yeah, Woo. Good, good score. It, uh, uh, and personally, myself, I'm prone to uh, Cabernet. So, yeah. I mean, so. it looks good to Puppet Master. Jeez. What alcohol percentage you said that was? Once again, it is 13.5% alcohol by volume. Fucking drunk. Oh, yeah. And someone's going to puppet master you. 
And this <laughs> and this wine's gonna clean my arteries from all that oily tacos that I ate. <laughs> oh man. So uh so uh for the beer of the day on opinions and beer, we have Odell's Brewing Oktoberfest. It's a Marzen style lager. It is six point one percent alcohol by volume. Oh yeah, Marzen. What oh I'm sorry. I was uh Yeah. Okay, so it says Oktoberfest, Marzen style lager on it. Odell Brewing Company. It's got you can immediately tell that this is more the Odell Brewing Company is more of a craft beer uh, brewing company. Immediately from the f- fancy artwork on the can, I don't know why this is a uh, consistent theme, but for some reason, craft brewers care more about their artwork than than other regional brewers. It says it was brewed with traditional Munich malts. And herbal noble hops it says our Oktoberfest as a celebration of autumn in Colorado. We're in Texas, so we're gonna give this a Texas review. Ooh, from Colorado, six point one percent. Does it say what the uh, IBUs were? Oh, no. by the way, like when we were reviewing the other beers, uh, one of them only one of them had IBUs. Only one of them had IBUs, and it was twenty five. Yeah. What it said. I don't know if I believe that at all. Because it tasted way better. Oh, shoot. Let's let's see what this tastes like. Why are, you, why are you saying, oh, shoot, what's going on? This might be trying to lie to us. No? Let's see. We're going to taste this and see if it tastes like the other Mars and Styles well, that we've um, had. Immediately, the first thing I can... Immediately, one of the first things that I can tell the difference between this beer and the other type of Marsons is this one is darker. And what I feel like usually, um, usually the darker ones have a bit more flavor in them. Yeah. Because um, of thicker, I guess. Heavy, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, also they might be adding a little bit extra into them, and that's what's changing the color of it or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, all the ones that tasted a little bit uh, worse kind of seemed like they looked a little bit uh, uh, lighter, and I don't I don't know why that is. I don't. I mean, I think that's we were speculating last time that that's potentially something to do with the malts and how the brewer makes it, and whether they're using uh, just straight. What type of yeast were you saying? It was um, traditional. Mars and no, <laughs> Munich malt and herbal uh, f- uh, yeast. It's either log- you can either have lager yeast or L yeast. Yeah. I have a weird feeling that this was brewed with L yeast, even though it's saying lager. But on here, I see an ALE. I'm not sure if that's just like a traditionally, or if they just normally put that there. Or if they're trying to say that I mean, there's it definitely L says stuff. lager on it. And like, yeah, there's lager right here, but right here on the side where it says 6.1% alcohol by volume, yeah. L. <laughs> You're right, it does. <laughs> Maybe for legal standpoints, because of its actual scientific classification or something, they had to put L on there. Do you, So we're going to taste this beer, and if it does not taste like a lager, 
I don't know what to think <laughs> because it says L on the side. Okay, this is one of the unique beers that I do get a, an aroma Dude, from. More aroma than St. Arnold's, huh? Way more. And, um, I mean, I can already kind of gauge on the smell. Did that taste that? That tastes like a good old bread beer. <laughs> it's gonna taste real. Let's try it. Let's be like Let's extra it. bready. <laughs> That's probably the best fucking Oktoberfest we've had today. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt. Like as soon as as soon as we <laughs> tried this, it was like oh was, wow. I was so worried I wasn't gonna like an Oktoberfest, but um No, this it's such a breath of fresh air <laughs> versus all the other beers we've tried. Yeah, this one's pretty good. Um But <laughs> I mean like we can't <laughs> We gotta go off of what we've tried okay. already, what we can base and what we think of Martin is and <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I think this beer tastes too good. <laughs> I think that. Remember what I was saying? Like, I was saying that I feel like the Marsons are a, the type of beer that you. It's a blank canvas almost. That it has one unique flavor to it and that you can kind of. I feel like it's a very good place for, for crew uh, brewers to try and expand upon because it does have a nice, bold unique individualistic flavor but people that love the taste of like be it's such a beer taste yeah you know what i mean yeah no it like like you don't you don't come home after having one of these and be like it it feels like i had a, a nice mixed drink at the no you're like damn i had a beer tonight yeah what a beer it's, it's a very beery beer and that's what I, that that's that's the one thing about lagers that lagers kind of have over L's that lagers are very beer tasting beers but th- but maybe that might be just mentally I'm saying that but that's a mental thing because that's got, just what the I've got so many weird flavors I'm like was that bacon? <laughs> like was that you know chocolate? was that what was that? you know like yeah. I feel like potentially because like okay there's in a lot of the really good good beers that we rate high i feel like uh uh some of the like bourbon bourbon barrel aged ones have a very similar like caramelized syrupy flavor that just hits the spot as soon as you taste it and i don't know what what it is that causes that but like it's almost an immediate noticeable flavor every single time right right this has notes of that in, uh, in about a medium quantity, I would say. Um, so it's, I mean, like, if you're trying to compare this to the other Marzins, it's, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. None of those beers taste anything like this beer. Mmm, that doesn't taste anything like it. It's, so, it's somewhat... Somewhat particular, you know, we've tasted a lot of Oktoberfests recently, and this one just is a tad bit different. Different. I would say that it, it the same. It feels similar to like kind of like 
Sierra Nevada and like it tastes like the Sierra Nevada and um, like the Sam Adams mixed. Like kind of like kind of like like or Saint Arnold. This feels like the Sierra Nevada and the Saint Arnold's like mixed a little bit. Like maybe like a and then bourbon barrel aged. Oh my god! <laughs> like doesn't it kind of because taste it's like, well it's weird because it has that thick that kind of like a, a thick sweet malt taste. Yeah. But then it has the crisp lighter side that we got from the Sierra Nevada. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the more like traditional style probably. Yeah. Probably. We have to go from speculation. But um speaking of things that are the same but different. Apparently Uncut Gems. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of the movie Uncut Gems coming out soon? Have I heard of the movie Uncut Gems coming out soon? No, well, I I kind of live in a bubble as well, it is. Like I get un- like weird weird bits and pieces of like horrible political things that are going <laughs> on, and then like updates in the gaming community, <laughs> updates in crypto libertarian circles, etc. And then I might get a little bit of outside sources, like you know, like a little bit of media coverage, a little bit of uh, movies, etc., etc. Uh, movies, music, etc. You know, I know, I know who the little Nos X is. Oh yes, I know, I know <laughs> the little uh, Nos X. I know who. Um, I know who B- Billie Eilish is. So that's uh, that's some progress. Uh, I, uh, I mean, that's about it. That's the two people that I remember. Well, um, how do Billie Eilish and Lil Nos Lil Nos X? relate to this movie that you're about to uh, uncut gems well uncut un- gems yes it's coming out it's made by the a24 people <coughs> the same people that did uh hereditary and all that they did hereditary they did uh most recently uh what was the uh summer uh midsummer midsummer that was a24 um a24 i know that they're a b company movie but they have done a lot of like Stuff that's getting really classy, really classy, and it's, stuff, and it's stuff like, that's getting like awards. Yeah, right? it's like award yeah, well, recognized. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. At least recognized. And um, well, they they have a movie coming out called Uncut Gems. It's not necessarily a horror film. It seems more of like a thriller, like a like kind of like a crime thriller, starring Adam Sandler. And people are saying that have seen the movie are saying. That Adam Sandler... It's not Jewish enough. They're saying Adam Sandler might get an Oscar for his performance in Uncut Gems. And that's how good Adam Sandler is in this movie. Yeah, but I feel like those people probably said the same thing about Click, too. (laughs) But... I mean, I'm just going off of... I don't know. They just feel like Adam... I look. Don't get me wrong. I like Adam Sandler. I loved Billy Madison. I loved Hellboy. Or no, it wasn't called Hell, Hellboy. What was it? <laughs> Little Nicky. I love Little Nicky. I loved Billy Madison. I think that Adam Sandler did a really good job. You know, he's a funny guy. He. What was it? Eight Crazy Nights? Yeah. Or thir- Thirteen hey. Days of Christmas. I can't remember. Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like so, he he's done some really good stuff. He gave us the Lunch Lady song. He gave us the lunch lady <laughs> song, right? I feel like potentially these people are a little too forgiving of uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler. No, I've, no, I but I kind of see, I seen the trailer for it and it looks he he it looks pretty dark and it looks like Adam Sandler might 
actually be acting. Oh, really? He's, I can't, he's like, oh, they're so no, crazy. It's so dark and terrifying. Apparently, apparently there's a scene. Naughty, naughty. That's a, that's there a, is a, there is part, apparently there, there are parts in this movie where he does do full Adam Sandler, but they're saying it actually works in this movie as like a thriller where he's like, he like he apparently in the oh my god what's that outside? Apparently he keeps he keeps ta- taking money from people like uh, gangsters and wealthy people and okay. he keeps like gambling all of it <laughs> and so he keeps he keeps taking more money and then he gambles it and then he has like millions of people after him and he's like stealing diamonds and weird stuff like that and selling the diamonds and apparently it's just like a crazy movie. Wow that crazy uh. Movie. I mean, it sounds interesting as hell. But before this movie comes out... But so did, so did Click. Before this movie comes out, I wanted for me, Eamon, and Ed Ray to take a look at Adam Sandler filmography in this Adam Sandler movie bracket. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought I had already gone through about half of it. That's <laughs> awesome. So, <Hey>, cool. So we're <laughs> going to go through the, the full thing. So we're going to start off with Adam... Mr. Deeds. Well, we're going to start off with movies that... So I didn't I didn't include any uncredited... Wait, 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 wait. I mean, one second. I want to get Ed Ray's opinion. Thus far, what has been, hands down, the best Adam Sandler movie, in your opinion? Punch Drunk Love. We'll see what happens. Which one was... Which Who, who was his uh, co-star in Punch Drunk Love? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. Oh, hey, I know what you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a was it was a dramatic a... it was a dramatic film instead of a comedy film. That's what made it so different. Wasn't Philip Seymour Hoffman also in Mr. Deeds as like the friend or some? Shit no, or... that's a dip. What are you talking about? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay, maybe. Look him up. Look him up. I have all the movies right he's, here. He's a he's a uh, guy that I probably shouldn't say that he's has been. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is he dead? Seem, oh, yeah, I think he did actually recently. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Eamon is a moron. But, <laughs> hey, I'm not a moron. I'm just saying. I'm just stating the facts. Before he died, he was a has been, and you know. So, so I have. If, a, he, if he's not, if he's not dead right now, the fact that we're talking so, about that he's probably. So dead I have is, an Adam Sandler movie bracket, and I'm starting off. I have not included anything he was uncredited for. Okay, but what? I mean, we got to get to the bottom of this. Why? Why punch drunk love? Because it was a dramatic film, and it was something different. I've uh, it's something I've never seen from Adam Sandler before. So, it was a very compelling story about a salesman and a boss and a crime boss or whatever, and a, some woman that uh, Sandler's character fell in love with, and it was just a pretty decent storyline it was something i've never seen before from sandler so is that the bar that we need to hold movies at though is like should we hold the bar of movies at (laughs) has adam sandler already done this type of movie (laughs) oh my god (laughs) every adam sandler movie that is not dramatic is so cliched we've seen it thousands of times and it gets boring after a while so I have included movies that he's not the main character, but he is credited. Okay, so... So a movie with him not the main character could win this bracket, essentially. Okay, I mean, that's that's potential. Uh, you know, like, one of the ones I know that was uh, 
that he wasn't the star of, but probably kind of launched his acting career a bit, was like what Mixed Nuts. I had this on here. Yeah, yes. yeah, because Mixed Nuts was one of the ones yeah. that uh, that was like full Saturday Night Live. Yes, like an Adam Sandler doing his thing, and people were just like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Are you, Are you guys ready to get into this? Um, Edward, you ready? Let's move on. Let's go for <laughs> yeah. it. Um. So first up, we're gonna start off with his appearances movies. Okay, he's not the main character. We're gonna do mixed nuts. So wait, wait, is this including uh, films that he potentially is like produced, like the Happy Madison stuff? Because like, if that's the thing that you're considering, off, he wasn't in Grandma's Boy, but can no, no, apparently he has to be in it. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Him. He has to be in it and credited. Because Gr- Grandma's Boy is one of my favorite. He has to have a ever. scene where he's credited. Okay. It can't even be a cameo. It has to be like a, a like a, a two minute scene. Okay, like a full scene. Okay. Okay. So we have mixed nuts versus coneheads. Cone? He was in coneheads. Yep. Who was he in coneheads? It's been, <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's been a long time since probably me or anyone else has seen coneheads. But I mean, anyway, I, do you marry off from comrades? Only thing I remember was Chris Farley and Coneheads. He was the uh, guy that set up uh, Robert Arduchico. He was the guy that set up Robert Arduchico. He was the guy that set up uh, Dan Aykroyd's character. Dan Aykroyd's character. With the the car salesman, the guy? Social Social Security. He sold him a social security number. Okay. I'll, I'll have to, like, go back and rewatch. Conan's was, like... It's a very small scene. It's, yeah, like... But it, but it was such a good movie that I understand why it's, you know, put into this list. It's like, Conan's by itself is just a... But he's, he's credited. He's, I said, if he's uncredited, he wasn't included. Okay. I mean, not in the credits. Not in the, like, when the movie ended and the credits rolled, was he listed? But, I mean, like... When I think of Coneheads, I think of uh, Chris Farley, Dan Aykroyd, and yeah. then the, the two the two uh, female leads as well. Right. I just am not smart enough to remember the names. But what, which was the better uh, movie, Mixed Nuts or Coneheads? Mixed Nuts or Coneheads? Dude, that's, <laughs> fucking, that's a hard decision. Mixed Nuts was... They're very... They're two... They're two totally separate genres, so it's hard to gauge which one is better. Um, Edward, do you have a vote for us? I, I feel like, in the sense of Adam Sandler, yeah, let's go ahead and let Ed Wright, Ed Wright say something. Let's see, I don't... What was the first choice? Mixed Nuts. Have you seen Mixed Nuts? I don't think so. It's got Lieb Shriver as a tranny. It's got uh, what, Steve Martin, Steve Martin as the main character. Adam Sandler is only in one uh, one scene. No, he's in the, he's in the full okay, ending. Okay, okay, excuse me, excuse me. He is a uh, he's a neighbor tenant that like is there whenever the crazy shit. And he's playing music. Is going and he's singing on. music to that uh, he's, chick. He's, he plays a ukulele or a <laughs> guitar. He plays like a ukulele. And he's like, oh, and he like he sings weird Adam Sandlerisms to the people. 
And it's so weird <laughs> that it works in the movie because it's so weird. I guess like, let's keep this Adam Sandler tradition. I think that tradition. that is like a natural Adam Sandler and his violin. Like I would say that there's more of natural slash Adam Sandler in Mixed Nuts than there is in Coneheads. You know what I'm saying? So you know, yeah. Let's keep this. Let's not say the better movie. Let's say. Adam Sandler. Because Coneheads is an amazing movie. Some, it's hard for any of the, the other movies to like reach Coneheads level. So I guess in reference to Adam Sandler, I would have to give the the edge to Mixed Nuts. Because he was pretty Adam Sandler in yeah, Mixed Nuts. Mixed was, Nuts, he was himself. Yeah. Whereas Coneheads, like, well, I mean, I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah. Honest, like. um, Ed Ray, do you agree with this or no? I, I, I don't know what my opinion would be oh, on well, this. It's two on against one. Yeah, so he, has, he has a scene mixed nuts, so he can't play. Mixed so. nuts uh, moves forward. Hopefully, uh, how about the next up movie? The next versus is the animal versus hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna give this one to the hot chick because of the obvious. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. All right, I remember he's, the. He's animal. more memorable in hot chick, I think. I don't. I don't. Because he, he he's like the um. Like he's in that weird fucking uh, Earthbound store, and I'm saying that he plays the drums and stuff. He's like, ho ho ho! He's like, he's way more memorable in uh, Hot Chick than Animal. I think Animal he might have. I think he's just one of the people that are screaming shit in the crowd. What was what was Hot Chick about? I don't remember. Hot Chick, Hot Chick. What's Rob, the, Schneider. Rob Schneider says it's his literally his best movies ever done. Hot. He Hot said Chick? he says. He said in an interview, many I, interviews, that I, Hot Chick is his best every, movie. I remember Animal. I remember... Uh, Hot Chick is when he switches bodies with that... He's like an older dude, and he like... He, obviously, he's Rob Snyder, but he's Rob Snyder and switches body with like this teenager chick. And then he's like... And then like... <laughs> and like... And he, he has to like act like the girl or whatever. Okay. And like, he like... He is her... So, so is it the girl acting as Rob Schneider? Yeah, the girl's the acting girl like Rob Schneider, and Rob Schneider okay. has to act like the girl. Okay. And it's like super... You know, this, 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 is, is, so good. this is like literally his best movie. That, and Rob really? Schneider says it is. I mean, that's so sad, but okay. Rob Schneider says this is his best film, and he okay. wishes he could do something uh, on that. Probably <laughs> he wishes he could do something better. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Rob Schneider is an amazing actor... With a very limited amount of uh, of uh, movie uh, forefront space, but she like he's only done like he one says to things, two like movies where he's, he's like, and I got a penis. And I don't know how to use it. I don't know how to use my I don't know how to use my penis. It's like, and then and like all all of his friends, well, her friends, because he's he's her, and he's having to explain to his, she's having to explain to his, her, she's having to explain to her friends that she's a dude now. And they're like, well, show us your penis. <laughs> she has to, he has to, he has to show, she has to show them their his penis. Then <laughs> they're like, oh, you have a penis now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say one thing about Rob Schneider. It's a, ever since he turned conservative, he's been irrelevant from television. You hardly ever see oh, him yeah, on television yeah. anymore. He's he's mentioned a lot of concert. Like, yeah, Rob Schneider's oh, really? like pretty conservative, and like. The, like well, he, I feel like you know, you know, like uh, both him and like 
Vince Vaughn are both like pretty libertarian-ish. Yeah, and they get Vince Vaughn is a and they get screwed. Libertarian, and they get I screwed know, on roles. Rob Schneider, but I'm assuming since they were yeah, so he, close knit that uh, you need to look up like one. You need to look up one of his interviews with like a news station. And they they ask him like a like a question that they were expecting like like a nothing answer from, and he goes on like like ten minutes of like knowledge and like. You're so funny. <laughs> He's like, it was like legit. Yeah. He was like saying legit stuff, and they were just like, they just did not expect that from him. No, they're like, oh well. Wrong it was Schneider. shocking. <laughs> yeah, it was shocking. Like it was like, it was just, it was just kind of shocking. You could see their faces that they were shocked that Rob Schneider was just spilling political knowledge. Like, and they were just, that he was woke. Rob Schneider's woke AF. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just, uh, it was pretty funny. You have to, like, look it I up. Mean, like, and, I mean, and it's to each their own, because not everybody probably identifies with the, the same views as Rob Schneider or whatever. It's maybe not so, even the same as us. Like, it's just one of those things where, like, you yeah. have to try and keep an open mind. Like, you can't, you can't be force-fed the same stuff over and over and just, like, fucking, like, try and use that as your basis. Take a, take a mixture of what you personally believe versus everything. So these are two Rob Schneider flicks that have Adam Sandler. I think The Animal is the better Rob Schneider flick, even though Hot Chick, he says, is his best. But I think Hot, we're, Chick, we're I think Hot Chick... Yeah, I think Hot Chick has the better Adam Sandler stuff in it, and therefore I go with Hot Chick. You're, yeah, now, like, look, I remember Rob Schneider in The Animal. I don't even remember Adam Sandler in The Animal. I thought I remembered Hot Chick, but I guess I don't remember Hot Chick. That's a crazy that story. So it's line. really up to Ed Ray. So you're telling me that Rob Schneider showed his junk to a bunch of teenage girls in a movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that that's what... Like, we have it on record that Rob Schneider did do that. Yes. <laughs> and then was like, oh, but I'm actually a girl in this movie, so yes. it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to show these teenage girls my penis because... <laughs> I'm legit playing a teenage girl in this movie. <laughs> oh my god. So who wins out of those two movies? I'm gonna have to give the edge to the hot chick. <laughs> For the very progressive storyline. Yeah. I mean, I like Rob Schneider a lot better today than I so, did back then, but still. So you guys are gonna help, have to help me with this next versus. Shakes the Clown versus Going Overboard. I've seen Going Overboard. Adam Sandler's in that. He's the main character. He's the main character in Going Going Overboard and Shakes the Clown. He's actually Shakes the Clown. He I've, is ne- the clown. I've never seen Shakes the Clown. Me neither. I've, do you have a picture of Shakes the Clown? Yes. Let me let me pull one up. Shakes the Clown, nineteen ninety one. I thought Going Overboard was uh, look was uh, Walter um, Walter what's his name? This movie. Holy shit, look at this. (laughs) Well, I guess he's a clown. I don't know if he's... Bobcat Goldtwyth. Julie Brown shakes the clown. Loved by children, desired by women, adored by bartenders everywhere. What the fuck? I think he's a clown because he's credited as a clown. I thought he was shakes. Oh, no, no, no. It looks like Bobcat is the clown. You remember when Bobcat... I guess his name is Bobcat Goldsmith was a uh, like top tier front of the line uh, comedian. Maybe. 
Look, look, okay, okay, here it is. It's definitely Adam Sandler's voice. <laughs> you can drop my you can on a high. You sorry motherfucker. <laughs> that shakes the clown. And let's find a good uh, going overboard. And we'll, we'll, that's what we take. We're gonna we're gonna uh, judge this on going <laughs> five five second fucking videos clips. The most the most popular five second clip from the videos is what we'll have to gauge it off of. <laughs> that one was pretty good because it I feel like it was Adam Sandler being full Adam Sandler. Oh oh yeah, I wanted to tell you, um this is a no um budget flick, not a low budget flick. No budget. Um just like this would be an earthquake right here. We've said that before. I've literally said that to someone that about our movie. Right there. Now enjoy the flick. I'll see you later. So this wasn't a low budget movie. This was a no budget movie. <laughs> what the fuck? He's just, he's just running up a bunch of stairs. All awkwardly. Careful, man. Look, he's just... You're hard to believe that was 30 years ago. I know. It, 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 it's so crazy to see Adam Sandler as like a college guy making movies. <laughs> like, oh shit, what's going on? Who gives a fuck? Check this out. Back when Adam Sandler was clean shaven, now he's got that stubble look. Hey, that's all. I'm hoping this is not copyrighted. <laughs> it's good. The music? I don't know. Who knows? Oh! It's oh! <laughs> shit in the Bloody Mary! Okay, so so <laughs> there's birds the... there's birds flying overhead, and a bird just shit in the Bloody and Mary. And oh, he's gonna serve he's it! Like, he's like, <laughs> he looked at it, and he looked up, and he goes, huh! And then just served it back to the lady that was like, bring me another! <laughs> he's drinking! Oh, oh this is crazy. That guy sounds like Joe Pesci. Anyways. Yeah, you might have to pause that. There's no telling what they're about to fucking say. That looked like a pretty over-the-top movie. But, uh... No, I was, I was thinking that that was the one with, uh... Uh, the Hello, Hello Dolly, uh, actor. You know, Donald Walter, uh... I can't remember his name. Where the lady falls off the, the yacht? Uh, no, but... Yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. I think it's, uh, that's the same guy. Now, I was thinking that that was, uh... What the, it's definitely not. Okay. <laughs> so shakes the clown on going overboard, based off those five minute clips. I feel like you had more acting from what's his name? Adam Sandler. From Adam Sandler in this one, 
But I also feel like that it was it potentially now going, wasn't Adam Sandler's going o- fi- like actual like, going comedy. overboard was Adam Sandler's first official movie. Okay, so that was that legit. was his that was his. Here's Adam Sandler. Shit, see, and that's amazing because I—I mean, my perception of it was that I thought that that was the least Adam Sandler of. Well, that was the, the first movie you ever did, ever. So uh, I mean, it, that go, just... it goes to play like in the count, like how much, how much is he, you know, projecting a character versus like what we know Adam. I Sandler mean, is. I don't think Adam Sandler takes control of his stuff until probably Billy Madison. I think he doesn't make anything until Billy Madison, and then and and before that though, like shit, it's all, it's all going, his acting it's, or whatever. Yeah, it's him just, it's just, it's well, it's just him doing his SNL stuff. Because I mean, he, he had just left SNL. This is like his first. This is his first movie post SNL. Yeah. Hey, did we give a? Uh, I know this is a little off topic. But we haven't gave we the Oktoberfest rating, rating yet because I've actually mixed the Oktoberfest in. The uh, Coke mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the the Odell Brewing Company Oktoberfest is the only one that I've tasted with the Coke that does not taste good. <laughs> I just thought I like it's a very unique thing because I've tasted all of the other beers that we had with this Coke. And but I think it just has someone it has different flavors too, though. Exactly, exactly. So I feel like that the I think that the traditional Marzins. Like the Sierra Nevada one, and more of like the Carbox style ones that I feel like probably were the worst tasting ones. I feel like they benefited the most from being paired with. Yeah, they were so light; they had no flavor. This yeah. is this has kind of a bite to it. I wish I knew the IBUs. Yeah, no, it kind of has a bite for a lager. It does. It does. It has a. It has it's like a, almost like a has bold flavors and then has mm-hmm. a bite to it as yeah. well. It has like a weird alcoholic bite. I could view like it if, if I. If I were going for, if I actually genuinely like Marzins, which mm-hmm. I don't, like I feel like it's like a new fucking IPA, but I guess it's an old tradition long yeah. uh, German lager. So, um, so what do you get the uh, Ed Ray? What do you get the um, from those clips? What do you give the uh, point to? Shakes the clown or going overboard? Going overboard. I might have to give it the going overboard. I feel like I, I thought Shakes the I thought he was a bigger role in Shakes the Clown, but it looks like he might be just. A side clown. No, it looked like it was a side clown voice. I think because of that, I'm going to give it going overboard. It was a good voice acting job. He was doing a really good job in that. But I feel like, like you said, if if the other one, uh, if going overboard was more of actual Adam Sandler, like in control, then yeah, you know, how can we not give that to Adam Sandler? Next up, Adam Sandler <laughs> did a job, a bad job acting as Adam Sandler. <laughs> Next up, we have. The Water Boy versus The Longest Yard. It's a football movie versus football movie. You want to start with this one, Eamon? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can tell you from... Uh, here's the difference. The long, <clears throat> two things. One, The Water Boy was an original adaptation. Yes. That was an original. It was funded by Saturday Night Live. So it wasn't at, or it may have been Happy Madison, etc. So they weren't like as breakout as some of the other ones, but like, excuse me, I, I said that wrong. It was more breakout 
than the other ones because it was solely like Adam Sandler like getting out on his own. Yeah. The the second one that you said, Longest Yard, was a uh, it was a remake, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like it was a remake of the an original story. What's cool though is they had what's his name portray the um, comeback, and he portrayed the older man or whatever. And yeah, yeah, I feel like Burt Reynolds. They had Burt Reynolds come back because Burt Reynolds was the main character in the first Longest Yard, and he came back to play the older guy that um, that he played. Yeah, whatever. That was in his movie. Yeah. So it was. Um, I mean. Personally, like overall, storyline wise, The Longest Yard is a better story. Okay. Okay. That does not mean that it is a better movie. Like I personally didn't even like. I didn't. I didn't but really th- like the new Longest Yard. Did you see all now, in it? Look, dude. I saw everybody. Stone in Cold. It. I saw everyone in it. <laughs> I saw Cold how good of a movie Walker. it was. This is my opinion: is that I did not really like. And it's not Kevin it, Nash, like, dude. Okay. Kevin Nash taking fucking hormone pills and his nipples are <laughs> whatever nipples. Yeah, man, that's a, that's the type of staged bullshit that I just don't like in most normal movies. Okay. It's one of the reasons why I stop watching most normal movies, more you know, more recent ones or whatever. Uh, that's just my that's my personal opinion. I think that Adam Sandler took the Longest Yard, like, and then remade it. And they did the movie The Longest Yard a good justice. They really did. Like they made it, they brought it to uh, the the modern community, and they portrayed it in a very good way. But <laughs> fucking Waterboy is hilarious. Yes, Waterboy is. has some of the best one-liners of all time of all of any fucking movie. Like. High quality H2O. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll fucking remember that for forever. The medulla oblongata. The medulla. I'm sorry, what, Colonel Mama Sanders. Said. Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. <laughs> she showed me her boobies and that was good too. <laughs> she showed me her boobies. Yeah, exactly. Like. Mama like said they. Was, mama said the, the alligators are mad because they got all those teeth for no toothbrush. Two, okay. Now alligators are Ed, mad because of Dudalamagata. Yeah, there are so many lines I'm not going to recite them. Okay. <laughs> do the do the you can uh, you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Cut his bleeping head off. <laughs> Cut his fucking head off. <laughs> Okay, so... Oh, God. Uh, look, Longest Yard... It Longest Yard was Chris Rock as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so, like, it was a really good movie. Potentially... And Chris Rock dies in it. Potentially so a it. better movie than The Waterboy. But, personally, the like... The Waterboy was so fun. It was, like, so Adam... Exa- exactly, like, I'm a comedy guy. Like, maybe, I maybe like just, comedies. You know what? I'm gonna like Waterboy over... Longest year. I feel like maybe Adam Sandler was just trying to do a serious Waterboy. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just... He wanted to do just a serious football movie compared to the Waterboy. I mean, and we we do have to look at the facts. Longest Yard did come out after Waterboy, correct? Yeah. So maybe it was one of those, like, 
you know, maybe he was looking at Waterboy and he was like, ah, you know, like this is a this is a really good movie, but it's kind of what's bullshit also funny too. What's also crazy is Waterboy also has a wrestler in it, Big Show. Yeah. So what's up with football? What's up with Adam Sandler's football movies and him having wrestlers in the football movies? So um, I think that you probably have a better indication on this than most, Ed Ray. But I feel like that uh, Vince. Me- How does Vince McMahon and WWE and all of their like mo- uh, marketing, cross promotion, etc. How does that play into modern uh, uh, movies and shit? Because I feel like in the past that wasn't as noticeable of a thing. But I feel like as time has progressed, we've noticed it's like. Dude, okay, so all of, like, The Rock's in almost every movie now. Batista is in, um, you know, a lot of the Marvel movies, etc. Stone Cold, etc. All these all these wrestlers are going out as actors. And how do we attribute that towards their own personal intervention versus what, like, McMahon is trying to set up for them or whatnot? What do you think? Well, I think the reason why a lot of these wrestlers become successful actors is because of their charisma from the days of the wrestling business. So they decided to apply their charisma in the movie business, and they realized that they are much more successful in it. I mean, yeah, if you go back to the 1980s when Roddy Roddy Piper was one of the first wrestlers to get into acting, it was unheard of at the time. And then when Hulk Hogan did it, it was not so good because Hogan was not a great actor outside of uh, wrestling. But his marketability in wrestling is what made him popular. Right. Now, if Robert you go, Piper was in They Live, correct? Yeah, he was in a lot of movies that yeah, I yeah. cannot think of off the top of my head. But if you uh, if you go another twenty years after Hogan or something like that, you see that The Rock had success with The Mummy Returns and The Scorpion King, and subsequently other wrestlers that were becoming larger than life were getting good roles in Hollywood. Yeah. Subsequently, becoming richer in Hollywood than they were in the wrestling business and that was how people like John Cena eventually got out of the wrestling business and into Hollywood and television and all that because once again they had charisma and that is one of the reasons why a lot of wrestlers in the WWE today are not larger than life because Vince McMahon has a stranglehold on all of the wrestlers that are there because Every time a wrestler gets popular with the crowd, subsequently their charisma gets into Hollywood and then become more successful in Hollywood. And that's why a lot of these wrestlers by the age of 40 decide to quit wrestling because yeah. they're making more money in Hollywood. So, and I think that it's a, what you you just spoke about is kind of like a, a quintessential thing. Because, I mean, just for example, Hogan, right? Like Hulk Hogan, when he was growing, when we were in the 90s growing up, we saw so many, like, I saw him wrestling, I saw him doing this and that. He was a, a, a toy everywhere. And then also he started filming in, like, what is it? Like, the nanny. Yeah, the nanny. Or like, Mr. Uh, nanny. And, it's Mr. Yeah, nanny. Yeah, Mr. Nanny. And then a couple of other, like, movies like that where he really, like, broke out and was more in the public's eye, even more so than he already was. Yeah, and the and the wrestling fans were not ready for him to be in movies yet. That's why a lot of his movies flopped. And I feel like, I feel like with the amount of wrestlers that do project into that whole acting scene, it's impossible not to say that there's some type of inside track between McMahon and maybe some of these other media uh, personalities. I mean, what 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 is your speculation on that? Do you think there's some kind of like inner circle or whatever? Well, there may be, but 
I'm not going to confirm nor deny it because wrestlers make their own choice what they want to do in the business before they retire. And if they want to act in television or the, or the movies, that is their choice. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we should get back to the <laughs> If you want to go through some of these, uh, let's get some votes in. Um, so, Mr. Nanny or Waterboy? No. no, 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 no. What was it? What were, what were the movies? Longest Yard or Waterboy? Oh, I'm going to give it to the Waterboy because let me tell you something. As good as the Longest Yard is from Adam Sandler's point, it will never compare to the 1974 yeah, the original. original with, was, yeah, because so the original good. was the original was innovative because of the swamp reclamation scenes and the other scenes that were not seen in the Waterboy because it would be considered too racist for the modern uh, theme out there. But as far as the Water Boy is concerned, it was very groundbreaking. It was innovative. It was original, and it was funny as hell. Okay, uh, Amen. What do you say? I mean, I think <laughs> I think that the Longest Yard, for what it was, was a fucking phenomenal remake of the Longest Yard. Um, only I feel like only a select general portion of the population got it. Like, I feel like they were like, hey guys, we did this for you. You're welcome. And then everyone's like, what? Because, <laughs> like, there was people, like, I hadn't seen, I was too young to have seen The Longest Yard when The Longest yeah, Yard was remade. Yeah, it was kind of, The Longest Yard was in that point of so remakes like, like, where we didn't care about remakes yet, right? Yeah, exactly. As a standalone, I thought that The Longest Yard was not a good movie. I was like, what is this? And then come to find out later on down the line, oh, The Longest Yard was a remake of The Longest Yard, which was a better movie. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so this was just a lesser modernized version of The Longest Yard? So how do I gauge that versus, versus uh, you know, an older movie? You know, like, yeah. And so you have to say, with, I feel like... I feel like when The Longest Yard slash Waterboy were made, that was like peak movie monopoly. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel like like the Harvey Weinsteins and et cetera, the people in power there had full creative control over literally everything. So almost so for us to have gotten some of the movies that we did out of that time frame that we can look at like passionately mm-hmm. from from the past like i feel like that says a lot about the movie content that was being made so the longest yard at that point in time was really good so was Waterboy, you know like those yeah. i felt like that was the strongest uh movie interaction versus uh, uh audience of all time So you're going with uh, Waterboy? Yeah, the Waterboy. Yeah, Waterboy. Yeah, Waterboy. Waterboy. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you did a great job, Chris Chris Rock. But, yeah, Waterboy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so next we got Airheads versus Bulletproof. Because there's so many boobies. I like those two. Airheads versus Bulletproof. Airheads versus Bulletproof. Okay, uh, I think I've seen Airheads. You know what's Bulletproof? I don't I don't think. Wait. Marlon Wayne. Or not, no. Which Wayne's brother is it? Damon Wayne's, if if it's not like, it's Adam Sandler and the Wayne's brother. If it's not Charlie and Fat, then no, I haven't, I haven't seen Bulletproof. Because I've seen, oh, Charlie and Fat. No, it's like it's it's like, it's like, I think um the one of the Wayne's brothers. I always con- you know what's funny I always consider it like a um. Like a, like a, a weird Die Hard movie because. 
<laughs> because well, because uh, Bruce Willis did a very diehard like movie with a Wayne's brother, and that same Wayne's brother played a cop. The same, almost the same cop he did with the Adam Sandler in Bulletproof. <laughs> so I feel like Bulletproof is a, Bulletproof so is in the same universe. Like, it's a it's supposed as to be die hard. a diehard sidekick movie. Yes. So. <laughs> Okay, let me run to the restaurant. Okay. Get I'll be back over here. And, um... I'm so sorry. The, <laughs> but, uh... Edward, have you seen Airheads or Bulletproof? I don't know of any Airheads, but I remember Bulletproof. What, what were your thoughts on Bulletproof? I think it was uh, one hell of a movie, you know, because... Adam Sandler's character was supposed to be a, some sort of criminal that gets arrested, but after after a while, they were trying to board a plane or whatever, and snipers were trying to kill federal agents. They had to run on the plane and fly it. And one of the best things about that movie was that they managed to get out of the plane in time before the uh, plane fell down and uh, crashed and ended up burning. And the, the best part was the ending when Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans end up in Mexico... And uh, Sandler hits on a chicken. One of the, I think, Mexican gangsters took him outside, and he was screaming, "Mommy, mommy!" While she, while the mom was smoking her weed and smiling, and (laughs) yeah, that was that was funny. Uh, But Airheads was, um, it's that rock group. It's uh, Adam Sandler, Brandon Fraser, and I can't remember the other guy. But they like they take it. They take a. a, uh, a radio station hostage so that uh, they play their uh, music. I, I don't remember that movie. I don't even know if I saw it. What's up? He, he says Bulletproof. Uh, okay, so out of the... Tell, give me give me a synopsis of the two, two movies and I'll tell you which one it sounds okay. better. So Bulletproof is basically Adam Sandler's a criminal and Damon Wayne's has him arrested, and but they have to like work together, and they explode a plane, and they go to Mexico together, and then like this, he's he's hitting on this lady, and then the the Mexican cartel tries to kill him, and he's like mommy, mommy, and then it ends, and then uh, and then Airheads is him, Brandon Fraser, and another guy, uh, hold a radio station hostage. What what happens? Uh... I mean, that seems like a much shorter synopsis. I haven't seen well, think, other movies. Well, I, think, well, so. I think Bulletproof is more of a, um, like, a, like a, they go from multiple places, and Airheads kind of takes place in a singular, Airheads takes place in a singular location where, like, one thing's going on. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to get their um, record played. I feel like as far as uh, acting quality goes, usually single situation uh, movies like single single situation movies they usually force the actor to do more of a job portraying I will you know say like though, they, they have to they're however, forced to to do a better job however acting. airheads was still in a point where adam sandler was kind of doing the uh mixed nuts type of thing yeah oh okay so he'd like it was like Adam Sandler shows up and he says something like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. But and I mean, then people he, are like, "Wow, that's fucking." He's just, I feel like out of the what? three, I okay. feel like out of the three, because there's three band members. Out of the three, he might have the less, the least amount of lines. I think Brandon Fraser is like the lead in that movie. Probably, I've. I mean, I, out of the two movies, I've heard of Airheads. I haven't heard of the other one. Bulletproof. 
Cause, well, he's 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 a he's the main he's a, he's the main character along with uh, Damon Wayans. Or he's like the side character to to Damon Wayans. He's like the co the co actor to Damon Wayans. Um, uh, it's like Damon Wayans is a police officer and he gets stuck with Adam Sandler. Character who's like a criminal, and they have to go and. I mean, do a case. look, that sounds so good, but like, <laughs> how many buddy cop movies have there been? I feel like Airheads, where they it they was a, take yeah. over a radio station. I feel like that probably forced them to do much better uh, scene acting uh, than than the than uh, bulletproof. So I'm gonna go with Airheads just from that. I guess uh, I'll break the tie and but I, like yeah like this I'll say airheads like, yeah I'll yeah, I'll, this kind of goes with your your guys' theory. I'll give airheads the um the nod only because it overall it was probably the better movie than bulletproof and the only thing I got from bulletproof was that I felt like it was a diehard movie <laughs> like it should be along in the diehard universe <laughs> but uh so airhead moves on next we got spanglish versus punch drunk love. Oh, this is gonna be a tough one. Let's let Edward, let's have Eamon have it. Okay. So I just want to uh, I want to be very clear that we're getting into the really shitty movie quality. <laughs> like this is we are both looking at the rise of Adam Sandler and the fucking horrible fall of Adam Sandler <laughs> that made people be like, oh yeah. Adam Sandler. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it. That's all. Was I've Spanglish the one that did it? I think Spanglish was probably one of the. I think you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I haven't even watched Punk Drunk Love, but I'm gonna give Punk Drunk Love. Punch Drunk vote. Love is the one that also was that Jack Nicholson as well, or was that no, no, no. or am I thinking of anger management? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, Spanglish. I feel like Spanglish was the movie that that. Uh, that w- would have killed anyone else's career, but Adam Sandler is in control of his own career. Yeah, and that's the best thing about Adam Sandler. But Spanglish would have killed anybody else. Yeah, career. but the bad thing about Adam Sandler is he makes like movies Car- like if, fucking Click and like Spanglish. If, like if Jim Carrey was Adam Sandler, Spanglish would have killed Jim Carrey's career. Well, Jim Carrey did kind of essentially have that stuff. He did. Uh... Not Liar Liar. That was a good movie. Uh, yeah, Liar Liar was a good movie. I'm saying um, whenever whenever good. he got to, I want to say he started, and this is a, the thing. Is some people think that Jim Carrey's best movie was Me, Myself, and Irene. Some people think that that was his worst movie. You know you know what I'm saying? That might have been the last that, movie that, he did with his success. Yeah, exactly. Like It felt like that was like a momentum killer. <laughs> I feel like Adam Sandler had so many potential momentum killers. <laughs> like, there's so many things that he did wrong. But he, he just... He, he, <sighs> but it's all still kind of in the same Adam Sandler but he makes, thing. And he, so. but, then he, and, but he keeps making money, and he, that's why he gets a Netflix deal. And that's why Netflix is going to give him millions of dollars to make nine movies or whatever. Really? Uh, Adam Sandler's uh, making on, nine on, movies? Well, he's, for, on, uh, he's on movie five or whatever. He has, like, four more. But yeah. Oh, okay. We'll get to them. <laughs> we'll get to those. You think that they're better than Spanglish and or uh, so I'm Punch Drunk Love? Pun- I'm giving the Punch Drunk What's, Love. Okay, so like, so. Just because. For the people that don't know, because I, I cannot Spanglish. remember. I know the name Punch Drunk Love, and I remember it being no, a okay movie. No, I haven't seen it. All right. Can only, you, only can you describe it? Okay. 
Ed Ray, do your best to describe Punch Drunk Love for us. Uh, basically, Punch Drunk Love is about a salesman named Barry. Let's play by Adam Sandler. He was getting these weird ass calls from some gang or whatever, and uh, he was he gets he gets suspicious about this stuff to a point where he started contacting uh, friends and family members about it. But he ends up meeting this one person who supposedly worked for this uh, gangster or whatever. He ends up falling in love with this woman who supposedly is from Great Britain or something. And uh, let's see. I haven't seen all the movies, so I'm going to try to describe it as best as I can. After a while, there the calls were starting it's to like escalate more. Yeah, the calls were starting to escalate more. And he finally gets frustrated to the point where he decides to confront this piece of crap or whatever and <laughs> I thought that you like li- I thought that your information on this movie would be very limited but it's like you got it like right on the back of your head it's like <laughs> well anyway after a while he decides to confront this piece of crap gangster played by uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and oh okay okay and that's when a lot of crazy things started going down I can't remember the uh ending of the movie but i think at the end of the movie a woman decides to go back home to britain and uh barry has to start all over so yeah punch drunk love okay so like and we're trying to compare that versus spanglish, spanglish which was also kind of like a romantic comedy right yeah well the difference between punch drunk love and uh spanglish was that punch drunk love was actually a dramatic film is it was adam sandler's first dramatic film in the in the critics they went wild for it but the reason why it flopped in the box office was because adam sandler's fans were not used to drama and they weren't ready for drama and this was this hey this was the yeah this was the same case for jim carrey and the majestic back in 2001 because the majestic was jim carrey's first major dramatic film and nobody was ready for it that was why it flopped What happens? Good. That's that's some that's some uh, uh, very good feedback. I, I However, these days, like an Adam Sandler doing a drama, like that's normal now. Like com- comedians doing dramas and shit. Yeah, yeah that's because uh, comedic comedians are getting tired of doing comedy. They want to do something a little more serious to prove that they're worth their weight and uh, salt or whatever when they're acting. I mean, I. Like, I will say that, like, uh, if, you, if you for, like, like, the content that we put out, we try and do some, we try and do comedy, and then we try and also do, like, serious reviews. We do kind of joke reviews, too. Like, sometimes we say, a beer is two sharks fucking shy yeah. of the moon, if you know what I'm talking right. about. Whoa! But Whoa! Like, but at the same time, you know, you get what we're trying, trying to emphasize here. Like, uh... So, so, I mean, I understand that. Like, not every comedian wants to just so totally stay in the comedian lane, even if that's what they're, you know, uh, tried and trust, tried and tested for. Yeah. Um, so, we're going to go ahead and put Punch Drunk Love through. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it sounds like Punch Drunk Love had, like, I don't know, just stuff happening. In yeah, it. it had more <clears throat> more emphasis on the story um, than just, like, Spanglish. I don't even know what happened. Has, did either through? Like I, I think that we don't have a confirmation there. I think we, by none of none of us have addressed it. So I'm assuming that 
None of us have seen Spanglish. <laughs> I, I think I say I think I saw Spanglish. It was Adam Sandler, Tia Leone, and I think Lars Leachman was the old lady in the film. Okay. And then there was the Mexican mother that was played by I think Taz Vega or something like that. Well, anyway, uh, Sandler uh, gets fed up with his uh, overbearing wife, played by Taylor Leone, and then he ends up finding some sort of solace with the Mexican mother or something like that. I, I can't remember all the details, but that's what, what I remember. Okay, so but does he hook up with um, the Mexican uh, mom or whatever? I, I guess so. I haven't seen the movie in so oh long. Oh, Well, that's a... I mean, that's a pretty interesting movie. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Based off of that, see, I didn't know the synopsis was that he potentially left his wife for their Mexican maid. That's crazy. Well, like I said, I haven't seen it all, but that's what I remember. Okay, how about a, how about Adam Sandler, man? He, uh, you can't, you can't say he didn't try and get out there in his different types of movies, right? It's almost like he's tried a different type of movie every single movie. Let's try. How about uh, The Ridiculous Six versus Sandy Wexler? You seen any, either of these? Uh, the, the Ridiculous Six was versus, the, the Western. Right? Yeah. In Sandy Wexler, he was a. Um, he was kind of like a. Is Ridiculous Six one of the ten movies yeah. that have with Netflix? And, okay. and Sandy Wexler is. Really? Yeah, Sandy Wexler was on Netflix, and he's basically like a, uh, he's, he, he's, he's a, um, so I know, I know what, agent, he's an agent, I know what Ridiculous 6 is, Ridiculous 6 is like a mock, uh, a mock, uh, Magnificent Yes. So, like, it's like a, a funny western, it's got Chris Pratt, etc. Yeah. Adam Sandler, obviously. So, like... But I, I don't know what the the second like, the Sandy Wexler. Sandy Wexler. It was okay. I don't know what that is. It was okay, but he kind of plays. It's weird because like there's like a lot of act like they have like a a lot of like actors like real actors portraying themselves, and then talking about Sandy Wexler. I think Sandy Wexler might have been a real person, and Adam Sandler did a movie of him portraying it, Sandy Wexler, while also sprinkling actors talking about Sandy Wexler. Okay. But what, I mean, what is, okay. It's basically uh, him just trying to get. Sandy, Sam, Sandy Wexler's story. Sandy Wexler's basically, it's just like, uh, he kind of like, is, he's kind of, he seems a little slowish, but he's also like, he's like a, um, somehow he's a successful agent for actors and gets actors gigs and stuff. And it just shows kind of like his weird way of doing it. Of him, he basically just okay. annoys people, and so he gets people gigs by just being like kind of like he's just like, "Come on, man, give me a gig. Come on, we can do it. I'll, get, I'll buy you a coffee. I bought you a coffee. Don't you want me a gig?" I mean, you know, it, it sounds it sounds like uh, a really shitty, stupid way to live your life, but I'll be damned if it's not tried and uh, tested. Like every like, that's how you do sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's basically like that. <laughs> it's basically that. So Sam, Sandy Wexler is essentially uh, Adam Sandler 
acting out as a salesman or yes. just an annoying ass salesman. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> that sounds like a really good movie. It sounds like it'd be right up his alley because I feel like that's every form I know, of and, entertainment and, and, that and is progressing. And like, Ridiculous Six had Liam Neeson and fucking, uh, no, not Liam Neeson. Did Liam Neeson? What, whatever the... I mean, they had Chris Pratt, which that was in his prime. Ridiculous Six had the fat had dude Chris from Pratt Lost. That's all prime. I know. No, Chris Pratt was in Magnificent Seven. Who? Oh wait, he Chris Chris Pratt wasn't in uh, Ridiculous Six. No. Oh no. Oh, okay. He was in there. He was the serious one. He was the serious <laughs> one. He was in the real Magnificent Seven. Yeah, Ridiculous Six had like the dude, the fat dude from fucking Lost. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, <laughs> different. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know Sandy Wexler gets the point. Sandy Wexler, hands down. Okay, moving on. We got... We got Big Daddy versus That's My Boy. I don't even know what That's My Boy is. Big Daddy wins. That's My Boy. Uh, let's say Big Daddy. Yeah, Big Daddy wins, but That's My Boy is the movie with him and the guy from uh, uh, Dick in the Box... Who who does that song? Justin Timberlake. No, no, the other guy, the main dude. He's he, Justin Timberlake. No, no, no. The, the, who 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 does the lonely? Who does that band? Oh, um, uh, uh, Adam. Uh, uh, no, his name's not Adam. I can't remember. His name. He does other movies. Yeah, he does he, he uh, do that weird rap movie where he's he like a, like a rap star. Yeah, and he's also a cop in, in the cop show. Yes. Yes, you know it. Blue Streak, not Blue no, Streak. No, no, no. Uh, the, from the TV uh, series. Uh, nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah. Like something like that. Yeah. You guys know. You guys. Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he's the main. Yeah, he's that cop. Yeah. Okay. He he plays Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg okay. is Adam Sandler's son, but they're oh like, but they're like, wow. But Adam, because see, Adam Sandler in the movie That's My Boy, Adam Sandler got. Adam Sandler was like ten years old or something, or twelve years old, and he got his his uh, teacher pregnant, okay. and that's the movie. Like he, and then like it flash forwards, and it's like him having to deal with his father that's like just a few years older than him <laughs> or something, and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, it's like a fucking weird life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't that good of a movie, but it had like funny. It was a lot of people thought it was gonna be. Adam Sandler's return to like the Happy Gilmore comedy. Yeah. And so that's why a lot of people went and seen it is because they're like, oh look, it's gonna be Adam Sandler's return to that style. And uh, it had it had it had moments of that, but it wasn't like it didn't feel legit. It felt like it felt kind of forced, like he was trying to make people think it was remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> randomly throwing a tagline from one of his. Uh... Uh, one of his old movies, like he's sitting there, like Andy Samberg's looking at him, and he's like, "Dad, what's going on? Why are you trying to? Uh, what are you doing in the fridge?" He's like, I'm getting some high quality H two O. Right, uh, Mr. Mr. Deeds versus anger, Mr. Deeds versus anger management. Oh, this is gonna be a good one because I liked both of those movies. Yeah, anger management was so good. It's so good that people have multiple copies at their house. But Mr. Deeds is one of the last films that I feel like is 
classic Sandler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let me elaborate. Let me elaborate on something regarding Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds was loosely based on the 1936 film starring Gary Cooper called Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. And that was a little bit different because uh, Gary Cooper played a very silly but a very reserved character at the same time playing the tuba instead of selling Hallmark cards like Mr. Deeds did or whatever. And uh, when you say playing the tuba like you would like walk. Or around the streets playing tuba? What? Give me us examples of like... Well, he would play the tuba at certain locations, you know, just but, to be a little bit creative. And that was a little bit different than what Adam Sandler's character played. Yeah. And also that the character of uh, Longfellow Deeds in the original movie was a lot more was a lot more serious. But somehow, in the climax of the movie... Mr. Deeds ends up giving a lot of his money to the unfortunate because they were suffering during the Great Depression, and a lot of the rich people that were closely associated with Deeds ends up deciding, ends up uh, having him declared incompetent in a court of law, and he didn't know what to do at the time until he finally decided to defend himself by saying that some people are pixelated. But pixelated characters help serve a purpose in the community. That was a little bit what, different what, from what do you the. Mean by pixelated? What is, you know, weird characters out of a. You know, people that were not considered normal at the time, yeah. that they would do something out there to try to make a difference in their community and such. And that was what made that movie, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, different than the Mr. Deeds from Adam Sandler. Now, what was the other movie? Anger Management. Anger management. Now that was an original film because you never seen anything like no. that. Because I'm gonna say something to you, Ed Ray. You think it's opposite? You think that it's not? Uh, I'm gonna tell you a film that's better than Mr. Deeds. I mean, uh, than Anger Management. That's fucking the same. Uh, School for Scoundrels, starring. Yeah. yeah. I think. When was that? And I think School for Scoundrels is the better film than Mr. I think School for Scoundrels is funnier than Mr. Deeds. I mean, fucking anger management. Damn, you're so drunk you cannot even focus. But no, uh, School for Scoundrels has. Because you don't like Jack School for Scoundrels has the bad Santa guy, and. Is it because Jack Nicholson has ba- it's, it's, you as a child? No, it's bad Santa and Napoleon Dynamite. Took his but, it's, but, but replace 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 Jack Nicholson with, with bad Santa and replace Adam Sandler. <laughs> Replace Adam Sandler with Napoleon Dynamite okay. and have a School for okay. Scoundrels, and that shit was way funnier in a better movie than uh, Anger Management. No, well, if you let me finish elaborating, if you let me finish elaborating, yeah, while Anger Management was somewhat original in a sense, you know, I want to say that even though Mr. Deeds was not as good as Mr. Deeds Goes to Town from 1936, I will say that Mr. Deeds was a little bit better. Yeah. I think and I think anger management has one and a half good scenes. It has, I feel pretty, feel pretty. That's like the feel pretty, which was which is iconic. It made it made that song iconic. The feel pretty scene, and then Jack Black's appearance in the uh, anger management little area was also iconic. I mean, I mean, like to be to be fair, like anger management was essentially just it. It was what about Bob? Except yeah, Jack, Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler. Right? I feel like they've like done Jack this. Jack Nicholson was the character that was fucking pissed off with Bill Murray the entire movie, right? Like, like Adam Sandler was the like, oh, I'm so annoying. I'm such an annoying character. All right, no. all right. Uh, well, Adam look. Sandler. Adam Sandler was 
he he did something that caused him to go to anger management, but the anger management teacher, which was Jack, kept, Jack Nicholson kept pushing him because the whole thing with him was that he wasn't getting angry and that he would bottle everything in, and so Jack Nicholson pushed him to where he finally would just finally just like fuck it up, fuck you, and then and then that's when he was cured from because he felt because they felt like he bottled everything in until he exploded. All right, well, well, I'm gonna go ahead and say this for people that never seen the original Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. See it and then compare it to Mr. Deeds with Adam Sandler, and you'll see why I like the original far more than the 2002 edition. So both Longest Yard and Mr. Deeds Go to Town originals, you think, take uh, precedence over the remakes? Oh yeah, you better see it for yourself. So what's up? What's up with making a remake and just? Starring Adam Sandler in the main role. The I main think role. Adam Sandler was appreciative of the original roles, and they he wanted to give a spin, a more comedic spin to something that was already great to begin with. I mean, don't get me wrong; they are good movies, but the original you cannot touch the original. And they're they're money making fucking like machines. Am I right? Like, I think that Marvel is one of the most recent like occurrences that we accept. Like, we've grown to understand it now that, like, just taking a concept, a cool concept that, like, certain people like, and then adding humor to it can make it to where it's acceptable by fucking everyone, you know? And I feel, I feel like that that's more of what we're getting nowadays. So I think, um, I'm going to give the shot to Mr. Deeds. For memorability, and uh, I feel like overall, if you rewatch both of these, you'll find Mr. Deeds is the better film. And I feel like Anger Management has been done better, or has been done better. Even though Mr. Deeds might be a remake of the two, it's the better one. Did they have the golden Powerade fountain in Mr. Deeds Goes to Town? Which one was it? There was, in Mr. Deeds, they had a. Uh, a like solid gold Powerade fountain. No, no, no. Is that did that that did. That did <laughs> well, it was a water fountain of Hawaiian Punch, but oh, no, it did not. Okay. It did not exist in Mr. Deeds Go to Town. Okay, I'm just I'm just gonna leave it at that then. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Deeds uh, moves forward, and anger management knocks the block. Yeah, anger management did not. Uh, However, get a second copy. Due to time, we are gonna finish this with a part two next time, where we review a. Sam Adams Sour Beer. Um, please join us again next time for Opinions and Beer. Yep. We will be back with Ed Ray and we'll do the whole thingy majigger. And um, we should be back. The for We're going to probably close out Oktoberfest this upcoming Sunday with what, this review. And we're going to finish off the yeah, bracket. What are, our, what are our plans for, for that day or whatnot? the sour and we're going to finish this off and we're going to uh, probably tell you about whatever we did for the TV show earlier that day. Yeah. Gonna, uh, get some, Give you some, some updates. Progress. We're trying to bring you guys not only more content but better content as well. You know like we, yes. we're constantly trying to progress but we're, we're, we're also trying to innovate as well. So, yes. Uh, 
So bear with us. Hope keep you guys with are us. It. Yeah, give us some feedback. Let us know how you're doing. Um, Join us on our Facebook group. I mean, yeah, and uh, we're like, I'm not gonna lie, guys. Like, even if we get a little bit of like negative feedback or whatever, like, just seeing you guys like interact with us is enough. Like, it like brings a, uh, it brings like just a, a true warmth, uh, to my heart, knowing that. Uh, you guys don't give a shit about what I say. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. And that's that's just our opinion. <laughs> and that's fine. Because all we got here are opinions. And beer. And beer. And sometimes we whine with Anne Ray. Ed Ray. God damn it.